I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nice. It's the Brown Pants preview, as you deserve Citroen 2022 review. Their better 2021 season as compared to 2020. Uh, I brought on, as you'll remember, the Citroen have come on board and instead they were previously Azure Deserve, which is, I think, a French bank, Citroen, obviously a global car company. And I think they brought with them a little bit of extra budget. Go through their victories, transfers, what we think the team should be and some hot takes, of course, for this team, which is uh, is one of my little favorites now, Benji, because they picked up O'Connor. Wow. Well, because they picked up O'Connor after, you know, every rider on NTT or Quebec, like it was dicey for them career-wise or contract-wise. And just like Bahrain picked up Major, they picked up O'Connor. And honestly, one of the signings of the year in terms of value received for what they must have been paying him initially. Obviously, he's renegotiated now on a longer deal with Azure Citroen, but he was their top point scorer. In 2021, came fourth in the Tour de France, won a Tour de France <laughs> stage. They were not banking on. There's no way they were banking on top five TDF <laughs> with Bardet leaving. So, so how do you rate the season? I mean, with four World Tour wins, one in each of the Grand Tours, plus a uh, Cosnefra getting his first World Tour win and a one-day win at Britannia, which is important for them that race. How would you rate it? I think it's divided. I think their Grand Tour adventures are relatively successful. They got a stage win at each Grand Tour. They got that fourth spot in the Tour de France, which is gigantic for a team like this. Obviously, getting a podium would be much better, but since they weren't really banking on that top four, in my opinion as well, I don't think they were uh, too unhappy with that fourth place not being a third place. Now, when it comes to the rest of the season, that's where I think it is slightly lacking at the start of the season. I feel like for the cobbles team they have, they do not win cobble races. And that is an issue. Now, should a team be happy with a third place at Ronde van Vlaanderen, for example, with Van Avermaet and also with Oliver Narsen in the squad? On one end, I think yes, because I don't think he can achieve much more at the Tour of Flanders with those two riders. Now, um, yeah, I, I have a hard time figuring out if they should be happy or not with their cobble season. I feel like they should be more happy if they win a race. I know, and Van Avermaet was not really in contention to win Flanders. That being said, he started to ride for third, and he got third, and that's also a lot of points for this team, which is safe from a points perspective from relegation. If they'd repeated their 2020 year, they would be in big trouble. Uh, But luckily, you know, even... GVA down year basically scored a thousand points because he's still like Flanders. That's three hundred twenty-five points third there, and yeah, sixth at E three, seventh at Doisdour, eighth at Kerner. I mean, I'm not surprised, Benji. When when they signed him, I don't think either of us thought they're going to be getting 2017 GVA. So no. like, did he even underperform that much? Like, I don't really think he did in the classics. In the classics, I don't think he did either. I think that thinking he can beat the likes of Van der Poel and Van Aert and so forth in those races and in Osgrain is 
thinking too far. We were expecting those waters to be better in the cobble season, and that happened. And as a consequence, this team, despite having a relatively strong cobble squad with Oliver Nasnen, Van Avermaet, and surrounding riders like Estan de Wolf, for example, it didn't really bring something forward. And that's, I think, the issue I have with the focus having completely shifted to cobble despite accidentally getting a fourth spot in the Tour de France, which is obviously against that motive. Um, like, at the start of the season last year, we said their focus shifted completely to Cobble, right? And if they didn't have that Tour de France fourth spot, then I would be looking at this season a lot more desperately. I think another thing with GVA is he's climbing seems to be what's declined. Compare 2019 with 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. 2019 he won Montreal, third in Quebec, second at Classica San Sebastian, and even at the Tour de France. Remember, this guy can, can win hilly Tour de France stages, even medium mountain Tour de France stages in the past. That's just not there anymore. As Benji said, you know, if you – if you base your whole season around, and Bob Jungle's had health issues as well uh, from memory, but yeah, if it's based around Van Avermaet, Jungle's, Narsen, they'd probably be wanting a better return or to be consistently on the podium uh, at yeah. least. I um, think that they also have the aspect of riders that were injured and had uh, causes for being sidelined for a long period of time because before the start of the season, had to delay the start of the season for a, a, a bit. I think he was supposed to start at Bessage or something, but then started off later and wasn't really in form the way he wanted to be at the Hill Classics. He still had relatively decent results, but we are expecting better stuff from him at the uh, Hill Classics. For example, last year, his Hill Classics period was better. So that's what I'm looking at. He even got 18 in LBL last year. Well, 2020 being last year in this sentence, because I'm still in the wrong year, apparently. Um, his 2020. <laughs> LBL, he punctured and still got 18th. So that kind of stuff, we didn't see that from him this year in that Hill Classics because of that delay, because of that knee injury. When it comes to Jungles, he's been sidelined a lot. I think he had something, a head injury or something like that. I don't know the exact specifications. I'm not a doctor and I'm not planning to become one. But uh, I hope that we can see Jungles back in a decent form and see him back on the road in competition in the coming uh, year. I think there's riders that underperformed, improved, and as well, like Clement Venturini, who's been on Azure Desert for a while. He's on Covetous before. He seems to be this rider who we keep. I keep expecting he's just gonna he's gonna win a Ulysse reduced bunt sprint just one of these days at World Tour level, but he doesn't. Like he he hasn't he hasn't won since 2018, and um, his results weren't good this year. And he's 28 years old now. Conversely, go to the other Clement Clement Champoussin, fan favorite. 23 years old, fantastic year. Before he turned 23, he's fourth at Trofeo Laguelia, mixing up with the big boys, Molima, Bernal, and Gotemai, second at Fournardesh. And then we can't forget, obviously, his uh, brilliant Vuelta stage win. But he was good, like he was quite good at like Luxembourg, where Almeida was there at Tour de Lain on GC. He just, he seems to be developing really nicely. And yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Aurelien Parepantra also had a, a good season, although an interesting one, because he seems to have completely chosen for the GC route, which I would be doubtful about. I would have loved to see him aim for a stage win here or there instead of going straight up for GC in the majority of races, because in the Tour de France, he got 15th. He was in support of O'Connor. Um, no, he, wasn't. he was running 100% no? for his own GC. Okay. 
Well, uh, that's a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying the 15th was riding 100% for GC, no. pretty much. Okay. Now, in all honesty, I would have loved to see him go for a, a stage one instead, then have him focus completely on GC in that race. And also in like Dauphiné getting 13th and so forth, it shows that he can do it. And in the Hill Classic, it shows that he can do it when he gets 18th, 23rd, and 33rd. I think he has potential to grow even more, but ah, uh, I don't know. I I like seeing a climbing prospect win a Grand Tour stage before they try Grand Tour GC. He's 25. He's not that young anymore. He's been World Tour since middle of 2018. Um, he, he's not. He just ain't it for World Tour GC. And he should focus on his first race of the year, GP Cycliste La Marseillaise. He won ahead yep. of, it was quite a nice little race actually, ahead yeah. of Coppola and, and Wellens. And, you know, Wellens in January is <laughs> next level. So he, as Benji was alluding to, should focus maybe on the one days a little bit more or, or going in breaks because he, he definitely has it. He's got a, he, he won a sprint day. He's quite fast. But yeah, I think 25, I mean, it's not, not old, but yeah. Um, O'Connor's the GC man, I think. Otherwise, yeah, they're just they're missing some dot pro wins here and there. They're missing like a, a Parry Tour or some dot pro French races like a Fortnite a Sprinter. Like yeah. we talked about Vanturini for those one dot one races and so forth, but I feel like they're missing that outsider sprinter. We spoke about Movistar when they had Max Gunter uh signed up in that team. Now I'm not saying that this team should have gotten Max Gunter, but a rider a bit above that level or similar to that level as a outsider sprinter in races can deliver wins in races in France and or outsider positions in races in, 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 in France and so forth. And right now they don't really have that. And I feel like the likes of Vendrame and the likes of... Uh, well, Vendrame has grown out of that role. I feel like he's not really supposed to be the guy that's sprinting in one dot one race in France all the time and i think venturini is their only candidate on their team to do that right at no, the moment? Mark, mark Soro, so he came over from ftj oh yeah i haven't seen him this year though i know he well he, he was at he was okay at like circuit yeah. de volonie second but then i think he must have crashed out of tour poitou chante in nouvelle yeah. aquitaine um but yeah he 28 he's like a pro conti sprinter he's won like Cholipet de la loire tour de vendée but in terms of they're going up a level. They're a world tour team. They have no world tour sprinter, bunch sprinter. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough on their 2021 season. I think it had some unexpected highs, a little bit disappointing, but they also had injuries early with Cosnifry, Jungles, etc. A word on our show partner, Lacole, who produced performance cycling apparel. Winter is heavily upon us. So if you want to get any winter kit, Lacole have you covered, as well as a new winter training kit for indoor riding to keep you cool on those indoor rides, which is something I've always had a problem with. So if you want to check out Lacole, it's at lacole.cc. They have you covered for all your kit needs, indoor and outdoor for winter. Going to their transfers, where I don't think they'll really miss any of these riders. We have Matthias Frank, Ben Gastar, and Julian Duval retiring. I think Matthias Frank retired mid-year. You remember he was in that break in UAE with on the Hafeet or Joel Jai stage. Yeah. He'd never been in a break his whole career. So I think the only thing I remember, Francois Bidard to Cofidis, it's fine. Alexis Goujard to B&B, it's fine. Tony Galpin to Trek, that's fine too. So I don't think they're missing anything going out the door unless you disagree. Uh, I don't think they're missing anyone really either. I think 
I, I like the good old Matthias Frank, but obviously he has to retire at some point and he decided to do it at this point. And he, he had been uh, going down in form throughout the last couple of years, but uh, I'll keep uh, his victories so in the past in my mind because I, I love that guy a few years ago. Anyway, when it comes to riders coming in, it's actually a, it's a pretty dry transfer season for Ajizar. Compared to all the other teams we've had so far, we've got three youngsters coming in and one rider that's also kind of a youngster but comes from a World Tour team. So Felix Gull is that World Tour rider coming over, comes from DSM, wasn't very happy there the way he left, it seemed. But um, when it comes to the rider that he is, he feels like a, a climber and he does so mainly without great time trials based on what I can view throughout his results so far. I remember him doing an attack in Dauphiné at some point in the stage where... Um, Brenner attacked. <laughs> yeah, where Brenner attacked as well. Yeah. And those were some really stupid attacks, so I hope it was the the team, BSM, that said he should attack at that point because that was going nowhere. Anyway, uh, I think this is a good enough climber to support people in the mountains. I don't see him winning anything instantly. But you never know. What do you what do you expect from a guy like this? Twenty three years old. Not much. Um, yeah, domestique. Uh, twenty three. Not have your DSM. Maybe gets a buff from leaving. But yeah, he he won a race ahead of like uh, Volta in twenty nineteen when he was twenty one or so. But yeah, not expecting too much. Uh, but the other signings, as many you said, they've not sprung for stars. They're going. They're still building, which I quite like to see. So the first, yeah. there's three French riders they've signed, all of whom are under twenty three. First one, Antoine Ragel. He came third at Paris-Trois this year. He looks like a, um, I don't know, he looks like kind of a misc climber, like a one-day. Uh, like- I feel like he, he's kind of sprinty in the in the results that he got in uh, Lavenier because he got top 10 positions in sprints there. True. That's how I see that. But um, yeah, perhaps it's a bit of a, a more versatile sprinter then. Also got 24th in Trobro-Leon, right? Yeah, so right? he, he seems like just one of these French guys, like Bargui, Benji. Like Bargui can rip out a fit, top five at Trobro, no problem. He just seems like that sort of rider. Um, I, I can't wait to see him in like Marseille's, Bernard Rome, Fournardesh, Laguelia. I think we'll see him there straight away in, in the next couple of months. Um, but no huge results of note. But the, the Tour de l'Avenir, yeah, seems quite quick, given that I think MVDB, the new MVDB, Marin Vandenberg, was there. <laughs> Paul Lepera, 21, he looks like he's got the most upside. He looks like a one-day climber again. He won Baby Lombardia, which I think Bagioli won a couple of years ago. Decent race at the end of the season. Under 23, French national champs, came sixth. Won another Italian one day, The I think the U23 version of GP Industria, Artigianato at the start of the year. So he, again, same thing, Benji. I think he'll be going with Champoussin and some others to those hilly races. Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, then we've got the final rider, Valentin Parepentre, who's also uh, renowned to be a family of Aurelien Parepentre. <laughs> but he didn't come on the team solely for being the family of Parepentre, I think, because he's actually got some decent results throughout the year. Got fall of him, Paris Tour Espoir. That's behind the likes of Marijn Vandenberg once again. Also, uh, Avidebeck, who won that race. Uh, the guy that came from, you know, X to uh, DSM most recently he got top 10 positions at the likes of Ronde de Lizar on an uphill drag finish it seemed so he he's got a bit of a kick it seems a versatile kick and he can get over decent climbs because then we look at the first stage of Savoie Mont Blanc and he is third after Santiago Umba 
pretty talented climbing guy on uh, Androni Giocattoli. Uh, it's a flatter finish that they finished on, but he got away with those guys on the climb. So, yeah, he seems to be a, a pretty versatile rider, and we will see throughout the coming period what type of rider he flows into, it seems. So uh, they focused on the youngsters, that's for sure. But I wanted to talk about some kind of uh, development thing they have going on, which is that they've got this U19 team, they've got a U23 team. They had a very talented youngster in their U19 team, Romain Grégoire, who was uh, riding against Sion Eitebrooks and all those Otto Eder-Bayer riders. That's the uh, deaf team basically behind Bora. And we see that he was beating the likes of uh, Sion Eitebrooks quite a few times throughout the season. And then instead of going to the Ajdezer U23 team, he gets rolled into uh, a transfer by his choice, most likely, towards the Groupama U23 team. I think that's a big loss for a team like Ajdezer when their youngsters are leaving for the other U23 team. Yeah, I think the FDJ Conti team is producing World Tour riders at a rate of knots that it's hard to compete with. Although I don't know, I don't know why he's gone. Um, but yeah, they've mm-hmm. they are signing, still signing decent young riders. But yeah, I don't know. It's that's always the problem with these smaller t- oh, the the dev teams. Rather, is the riders getting poached? We just saw Finn Fisher Black get poached from Yumbo Visma. It's like, how do you? How do you combat that? And the answer is, there's that Yumbo rider who's signed to like 2026 with three years at U23. Stornimited. Yeah, three years at World Tour. Like you have to take big risks then if you want to keep riders. And it's hard to know whether a 19-year-old, where they're going to be at 23 years old. But that's the age of two hours transfers. I mean, who who is available that they could have signed to maybe shore up their classics, Benji? Well, they've already invested too much in classics. Who's a mountain domestique? They could have signed for O'Connor. Like, what What else should they have done? I think they've got their leaders, though. They've got Cosnefra for... They could have gotten back Pozzo Vivo. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> to domestique for O'Connor, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that. Like, I guess they got their leaders. Cosnefra for Ardennes, O'Connor for Tour, GVA and Co. for Classics, and then... Vendrame, Venturini and others, Champoussin, all developing for Hilly One Days and Italian classics and um, stages. So, yeah, I guess it's just they're missing. That's what they're missing, I guess, is some mountain domestics and no one really comes to mind. I feel like I'm missing a long-term goal in this team because these cobble riders, they're not the youngest riders in the squad. So they're focused on cobble classics in five years will probably be done for if they don't rekindle that somehow and then i'm looking at the rest of the squad and i'm like what will their focus be if that turns out to be uh if for example stone the wolf ends up being their leader and he doesn't reach the top level of cobble classics what do we expect the other part of the team to be then that they will end up focusing on i'm missing that aspect yeah they don't have i mean they don't have a sprinter they just they don't have a sprinter or a sprint train so that cuts out like 40 percent of races they'll probably do in the year so yeah that's they don't have a Deng cold line they, they don't have a Kim Hyduk if you, is that sort of the person you're thinking Benji or someone like that Marin Vandenberg they just don't have that sort of rider coming through at the moment they went for the hilly young talent the young talent they have is hilly focused but now on to their world tour over oh no we've got to pick their teams got to pick their teams first Benji <laughs> getting ahead of myself for the classics pretty straightforward yeah. it's 
all the Belgians, so I can just pick off all the Belgians in the in that list. <laughs> Paris van Hoge, apparently, is it Greg van? Is it Greg van Avermaet, or do they actually say Greg? I never know. Greg van Avermaet. Jesus. Uh, Jungels, Narsens, Standerwolf, Dorian Godon for some of them. That's about it, Benji. Uh, yeah, I also have Standerwolf van Avermaet, Oliver Narsen, Lawrence Narsen, Heis van Hoeke, uh, Dorian Godon. The rest of the squad, I would look into. I think those are the main names. Van der yeah. perhaps. Sure, yeah, certainly. Fits yeah. in that team as well, you're right. Uh, but when it comes to the Hill Classics, I think that, honestly, this entire team preview podcast is going to be very similar when it comes to the team building than last year's because the team hasn't changed too much so it's very similar but the only thing that we see is growth of riders and then i think that the hill classics are leaning towards i would put still van avermaet and amstel but for the others i would start looking at the likes of a buddy pancher who did well at lbl this year in the combination with cosnefois and those would be the two leaders for me in the uh the likes of a uh Flejwallon and Liège Baston Liège. Vendrame discussed most recently in the media that he would like to have a chance in those type of races. A race like LBL fits him. So I would give him a free element role and fold into a domestique when it's necessary for the other riders. I would not be putting Van Avermaet in LBL or Flesh. I agree, yeah. I would give Vendrame a chance in Amstel and, and LBL. Maybe not Flesh, but yeah. He gets over hills, no problem. Yeah. Like even bigger, bigger than Hills. Uh, Cosnifra is obviously a big man for Amstel, Brabant, and LBL. But yeah, they do have other options. Like even a Champoussin. Like that was yeah, a hard world to stage 20. So since Champoussin, I don't know, I think O'Connor will be focusing on, on stage racing uh, rather than LBL. I don't know if you know if he did it this year. Um, but what, there's one rider we haven't mentioned at all, Benji. He's 24 now. The Finn. Jako Hannanen, who came third in that stacked U23 road race won by Hirschi in 2018. And, and the list of that top 10, the talent there is just obscene what they've gone on to do. But he's not really kicked on this year. Yeah. Seems like he's become a bit stagnant. He was supportive of, I think, Pare Pantherin, Critérium de Dauphiné. He seems to have been domestique role in the majority of the races he rode. And in all honesty, I don't really know where he's going. I can't put in put a specific place on it it seems like he's just there at the moment and climbing decently enough to be a supportive rider but has not brought out a result that would tell me okay now i can become a leader in this area in the coming years and yeah some people are made to become leaders and some people are not and at the moment based on this year alone i don't see it for a hanen for leadership now he's still got i don't know if he extended after the tour to do fourth in 2019 he, he signed till the end of 2024 yeah. So he's still got a lot of time left to progress. And he's 24, and they'll be hoping to see something from him. Uh, Giro, now this is the, the tough one because obviously I think O'Connor could podium the Giro. The parkour is perfect for him. Not that much TT, yeah. not that much pure mountaintop finish. There's a lot of like stages with a, a, cl- a hard climb like the Dauphiné, stage eight, and then a runoff afterwards. And that's where he won his Tour of the Alps stage. That's where he attacked and gained time in Dauphiné stage eight. But he's not going. Like, let's be real. O'Connor's not going to the tour. Uh, not going to the Giro. He came fourth at the tour. French team. He's going to go to the Tour de France. Do you think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the Giro team, I would like to see Sean Poussin ride the Giro and the Tour all because uh, he's won a stage in the Vuelta last year. Uh, we were hyping him up to win a stage on a Grand Tour, and he finally did it at the end of the Vuelta. So we were so happy to see that. 
in a majestic way. And I'd like to see him try the same at the Giro and the Tour because I don't believe in a uh, Grand Tour GC for Sean Poussin because his time trial is not there. And even the Giro, yes, he can get top 15 in Grand Tour, but I'd rather see him win a stage personally. I would send Venturini, Vendrame, no, nah, maybe not Venturini. Vendrame. I'd put Vendrame in. Yeah, Vendrame has to go, of course. Like, that's the law. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, they got. I, I want to send Cosnifra, honestly. Like, Cosnifra can take Malia Rosa, stage one. We've He's, said that about 20 riders already, though. <laughs> yeah, but no one will send them. It, like this is what happens in the Giro Benji. They were all the yeah. all these top tier punchers, and then none of them go. And then Diego Ulisi is like, "Thanks, I'll take my fifty k bonus for winning another Giro stage for the year." <laughs> like, <laughs> even though he's not a top ten puncher, like it's anyway. Uh, I'd probably send Jungles Benji. It depends on his form. I yeah. don't know what to expect from him at the moment. And I think last year he was saying that he didn't want to go to the Cobble Classics and he was going to the water races, but then. It didn't end up happening because of his injury. So I don't know what to expect from Youngles this year. I just hope that we see him in good form in whatever race he enters. I kind of agree with Benji that they should just send a climbing stage hunting team like yeah. Vendrame, like Champassin, APP. And if GVA or Youngles want to do it, all the better. Maybe Jarko Hunnanen as well. Um, send them and send Cosnifra for the first stage if he doesn't win it. Four years ago, we would have said Greg van Avermaet for that stage one. Would I? Probably, yeah. Four I would, years ago. Four, I would have said Greg Van Arma for a lot of Giro stages from the break. Like, <laughs> can you imagine him in that um, Campanath and uh, Rizabic break? Like, he cleans it. Yeah, anyway, certainly. Yeah. Tour de France, O'Connor leader, Narsen, Oliver Narsen will go as support. And probably they'll probably send Greg Van Arma up NG yeah. as well. And Would you send Cosnifra? Ah, I think that he will likely go. Because it's the Tour de France. (laughs) It sounds so bad, but it's true in these kind of teams that the French aspect to it is so important. And that's why riders like Cosnefra are more likely to go to the Tour de France. That's why I'd even say that Paré Pantre might be going to the Tour de France, even though he did it last year. So this might be the year that he's allowed, that he gets to do another one instead. Um, When it comes to Nas Peteres, what stages has he won so far? The Giro and the Tour. So he needs that Vuelta. Uh, España stage win, uh, so he's <laughs> they, going to they, the Vuelta. They do not care about that. They're sending him. Nance Peteres does. Nance Peteres don't get a choice. He's they're sending him to the tour. <laughs> I'm sending him to the tour. Who do you bring as support for O'Connor? Uh, look, firstly, as you said, some of the classics guys like Devolf, Oliver Narsen, and Van Avermaet for that first week to keep him safe. I would then. I think they're, they're going to send Kosnifra. Uh, I really wouldn't, to be I I wouldn't. Uh, they'll yeah, probably yeah. send, I don't know. You know, Jeffrey Bouchard's never done the tour. He's done two Giros, really? two Vueltas. And he's won the KOM of the Giro and the Vuelta. So this might be the time that he hunts for the KOM of the tour. Seriously, no. Like that, I think he should. And he can be a bit of a dom for O'Connor on some stage. I think, I think send Bouchard. He needs some, what about Lilian Kalmajan? Probably, I'll probably send him as a domestique, surely. I've got the feeling that Kamajan has somewhat stagnated over the years. And I feel like his Vuelta was good enough again. And then after the Vuelta, his results were good. So if he can sustain that same kind of level as he did as the Vuelta and the races afterwards, he can be a good supportive rider. But um, I liked his time at, was it 
total energy, direct yeah, energy. Yeah. It was cold back then. He was, when he was going for those attacks, and then he had cramps in the final few kilometers. That was fun, but it seems like we haven't seen that in a while. But I hope we can uh, see Kalmajana perhaps in breakaways at some point again. But if he goes to the tour, then it needs to be supportive for O'Connor, I guess. Or, like, in all honesty, O'Connor got fourth in the tour. What are the chances that he does that again? I don't see it high. No, with the number of TT kilometers, and it's not likely, uh, to be honest. Getting T5, I guess, is his goal. And I guess if you fill it up with, okay, Rog, Pog, Bernal, now it's a fight between Haig, uh, Vlasov or whoever Boris and O'Connor. So I guess T5 is kind of realistic, Benji. Like there's a steep drop-off between the Ineos, Yumbo, and UAE guys. Well, then Jonas as a domestique will probably come T5, Benji. I don't know what to expect from that aspect, um, but I agree. I think that T5 is difficult for O'Connor. It will, I yeah. Think- it's difficult. Perhaps due to going in breakaways in the final week, he can move up in the similar way that he did, but luck is spared with that. And I think it will be difficult to get that luck two years in a row. I'll be interested to see you. Do they send both Michael Scher and Godon, given that we've said they should send some flat guys like DeWolf? Uh, but yeah, that's sort of marginal stuff. Vuelta, we're going to send um, probably Kalmajan and some... Venturini, I'd like to see Venturini or Vendrame at the Vuelta, or the Vendrame probably do Italian classics. And then, obviously, I'm going to send Paul Lepera, Rank, uh, Raugul, and Valentin Paripantra. <laughs> it worked with Champoussin, Neo Pro first year one Vuelta stage, repeat it. Well, uh, I wouldn't do it. Benji's, Benji's like Nzue. Benji's like, wait till they're 25 and they might be able to do a one-week world tour race. No, like, I'd, no, I'd, I'd wait a year. all three grand tours in the near I'd wait a year. I feel like it <laughs> is more important to hunt stages again. I would send the same stage hunters that you sent to the Giro to the Velta. And if we send Cosm to the Giro and then we also send him to the Velta, he can try something on a less pious climb if that's too difficult and he can try stuff on other stages. But the only issue with the Velta this year is that it's not really Cosm territory. When it comes to those hilly finishes, in the previous years there were much more fitting uh, Vueltas for a rider like him, and he was never uh, really in that race. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I would just go for stage hunting at Giro and uh, and Vuelta, and I think they're going to try with O'Connor for GC in the tour. I think he's going to fail, but I don't know. I think T10 is like what they want. Um... That's still something that's important to yep. them as a French team, and yep. having the best, uh, the best place GC rider of any French team this year, as uh, as Benji said. Well, that's a cheat code. In the past, fine. it was always important to get the top French rider. Now it's already the top rider on a French team. Where we're getting <laughs> further and further. <laughs> Australian, so it's it's fine. I mean, Australia's just so stacked right now; it's ridiculous. Anyway, um, <laughs> in terms of <laughs> Healy riders, over under Benji. World Tour wins four and a half. Oof. How much did they have this year again? Four. Four. But there were three Grand Tour stages, so it was high quality. I, I think under. I think under. But I think they'll be better at like dot pro level this year. I think they'll be a bit better with like Champoussin and APP. Um, I think it's going to be similar. Yeah. I think they're just going to have a similar season. I agree. With no sprinter, it's so hard to break like 
eight, nine world tour wins. Because then you, yeah. Let me just to win eight or nine world tour wins. Then you need to have either like an OP classics guy, or to win like Benelux stages or things like that, and plus like maybe a big one day race, or you need to be winning really hilly stages. And then okay, how many hilly stages go to the break? Because Mostly, they do not have riders that are good enough to win. They do not have riders good enough to win a mountain stage from the GC group, uh, except O'Connor maybe on like a Dauphiné style eight, eight finish. So it's so hard to win a lot of World Tour races with this team construction. Although they will be competitive at RVV and they will be good stage hunting, but stage hunting in Grand Tours it's very variable. Um, like you look at Nans Pateras, Benji, nothing this year. And then won a stage last year, but I, he might very well win a stage next year in a Grand Tour. We don't, we don't know. It's just variable. But any any hot takes for Asia Two R Benji? Do you think? Let's let's see who's out of contract. They got Jungels coming out of contract. De Wolf, Champoussin, Hayes van Hoeker, Soro out of contract. Do you think they're gonna they're gonna pick up a sprinter next year, or just still double down on what they're doing? I'm not so sure that fits in their current philosophy. And it's difficult to already guess that. But when it comes to hot takes, I do want to say that I do not expect O'Connor to top 10 the Tour de France. That's a hot take. I think he top top 10s easily. Um, like Guillaume Martin, go to is good. But yeah, he, top 10 is not that deep. He'll top 10 easily. Um, <laughs> I, I hit you in the heart, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I just like... T3 is so hard, so, so hard. Hot take T3 and Tour de France, pretty hard to do. Uh, but the uh, top 10, I don't think, is, is – yeah, I think that's well within his grasp. Um, my hot takes is that Van Avermaet, um, I think he wins RBV. That's a very hot take. <laughs> I think GVA, yeah. I think he, I think he's, his RBV and Classic's not bad. Not bad, and if they get it all together, which is a big if, um, I think yeah, Greg Van Armaert wins wins Ronde van Vlaanderen. No MVDP, missing Spring Classics apparently. Yeah, Van-Van- but on the other hand, Van Aert is actually speaking for the correct races this year. So Van Aert's not good at public Classics, straight up. <laughs> That's a hot thing. <laughs> can hide behind the. the Let's see. We'll see now. We'll see. He's got all the domestics he could want. But Tashbinot will probably drop him. And then Wart will call him back like he did with Sturvin. And then there'll be all tears afterwards. I can world champs when he cost Bonneau the T3 at RVB. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm brutally shocked. I, uh, I want – it's not a hot take, but uh, I want Buddy Panther to win a Grand Tour stage this year. Come on, Aurelian, go for a stage win, please. Do it for I think, me. I think it's a pretty hot take for a guy that's never won more than a like dot pro race, right? Oh, dot one one race. Um, that's a pretty hot take. I think. How do you how do you have a hot take? Like, because what is this? What is this team? You know, it's just a hilly. Like, it's not a hot take to say they win a tour stage from a break. Like, they sort of that's literally what they target. Yeah. Um, in terms of. I, I don't know about Jungles, Benji. Like he, we can't guess be? anything from him, so like yeah. we don't know what his status is. Um, yeah, I think I think O'Connor wins a tour stage from the from the GC group. Um, that's one, but still doesn't come T five in GC. 
I think Benoit Cosnefrar uh, has a breakout year, and I think he wins three World Tour races, at least. But three. at least three, but they keep it under four and a half, right? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah so you got yeah gva wins rvv calls in for a three. Oh, yeah connor's one like no they can conflict doesn't matter um and i think i think vendrame wins amstel gold race <laughs> okay i'd love to see that i love vendrame <laughs> he's not even attending but you know now that I've said it, <laughs> all right that was like as a citron team preview i i do think Bardet left Benji and, you know, that we're seeing how they were going. Like they must have been thinking, Jesus, we've just had Bardet go out the door, our top 10 or our, our podium aspirational candidate, French rider for GC at the Tour. They signed O'Connor initially on very low money and, and they filled that gap. So they got to be happy with how this last year went. I think they're quite... I think they've got a, a fair bit to be hopeful for with the progression of their younger French. Uh, they're not stars, but they are really good riders like Champassan yeah. and Co. They got to hope GVA comes back a little bit better, and then that Jungels recovers from the injury. And yeah, I think they got. I think they got a fair bit to be hopeful for this team. I think so as well. I'm just looking forward to. Uh... The rise of Aurelien Parepantre getting that stage win in a Grand Tour for me. And uh, I hope that he can... I hope that those riders like a Parepantre, like a Peters, like a Sean Poussin can just push their foot forward and be that extra more. I hope that the Stonder Wolf, uh, like riders like Stonder Wolf, <laughs> at the age of 24, <laughs> can make a move forward as well. He's already good at those 1.1 races and those 1.0 pro uh, one-day classics, but I want to make him make the move in the top-level World Tour races, like an RVV, like an E3, those kind of races, because I think the guy has potential. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what this team delivers this year, and I hope they uh, deliver a better result throughout the year than they did when it comes to their kit reveal. I like the kit. So, yeah, that's where Benji and I will strongly disagree. I might even get one. You know, I might even wear it on the pod. Um, oh, my stay, God. Stay tuned for that. All right. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you with the next one. Ciao.